Hello guys, welcome to Carry On. This is a follow-up episode for Singular Focus. So excited to share three things with you today about how we can stop worrying. So if you look at scripture in Matthew 6, 22, you will notice all throughout scripture in the words of Christ, Jesus often asks, why do you worry? Why do you worry about the clothes um, or food that you will eat or drink? And that is the verse and scripture point of reference that I want to share with you today. So I hope by the time you get done listening today that you will be encouraged and focused on how to have healthy eyes. So Jesus tells us in Matthew that our eye is the lamp to the gateway of light to him, to intimacy with Christ for our body. To have a healthy body is to have a healthy eye, a singular focus on Jesus, which creates also the healthy body of Christ. I will share my own personal testimony with you guys today about how I have started to practice this in my own life and how it has really created such an abundant harvest of spiritual fruit in my business, um, for me as a wife, in my marriage, and as a mom, and pretty much throughout ministry from the time I wake up to the time I go to bed. It really um, has produced such an unbelievable, um, hard-to-explain and supernatural transformation in my life. So, Have you ever thought about really the simplicity in the fact that Jesus did ask us, why do we worry? When we share our focus, the simple idea of splitting up our focus, splitting up our priorities, dividing up our investment of time based on what satisfies our feelings. Maybe it's your bank account. Maybe it's your boat. Maybe you're out on the lake all the time. Maybe it's just the consuming anxieties of position, performance, paychecks, priorities with people, pleasing people, or even just the thought of tomorrow's to-do list. I know it's so overwhelming um, to fit into your own family dynamic, um, aside from any ministry work or any help or service work you may do, or especially if you're an entrepreneur like myself. So I wanted to share with you three things today that will help you have a healthy singular focus that will lead to an abundant harvest of spiritual fruit. The first one is, a healthy eye produces effervescent light. Matthew 6.22 tells us this. Let's read it here together. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. I think often the pharisaical system um, and religious teachings often distract us from really understanding and comprehending the simplicity of the words of Christ in Matthew 6, 22 through 25. It really sat um, and really sunk into my spirit when I thought about you're either devoted to one or despising the other. And so when we split up the things that we are devoted to, essentially, we are developing an unhealthy perspective, an unhealthy focus. When we start to feed our feelings more than we are feeding our faith, we are definitely going down a dangerous path into darkness. 
And we know that Scripture is very clear that the light and the dark cannot coexist. We also know that a singular focus of light will measure out the darkness. No matter how powerful you feel in your human ability, we know that spiritually the light will always overcome the darkness. The second key point that I live today and I'm a living witness and testament to is that a singular focus on our relationship in the hidden place with Jesus Christ in the gospel in prayer and the secret place that Jesus talks about in Matthew produces a harvest of devotion that fosters an appetite after kingdom things where our appetite for the Word of God, the people of God, the community of kingdom atmosphere, heaven on earth, that Jesus prayed for and declared and decreed in that famous prayer that we all know. And it keeps us singularly focused, empowered in this process of sanctification. And it's this process of sanctification that produces the devotion whereby every single thing that I start to do, all of my behavior, all of the things I enact, all of the things I do, even with my human ability, become filtered by this process of sanctification where it changes the game when I'm thinking about how I'm going to invest my time, how I'm going to spend my money, um, and the things that I'm going to set my thoughts on. One of the things that I started practicing years ago Um, As I would combat the pressures of culture, performance, I'm a very ambitious and driven person. I would just immediately start to take my thoughts captive. Um, Anytime I would hear the enemy bring up something where I had shame or a past sin or something I was really dealing with, or maybe it was my own insecurities as a woman, I would instantly start practicing saying out loud, I'm not that person anymore, and I move that thought to the foot of the cross in the name of Jesus And I started practicing that, and I started being devoted and intentional by taking those thoughts captive. And essentially what that happens is we become more devoted to who God says we are than what the enemy tries to speak over us. And maybe it's previous labels. Maybe it's generational sin. Maybe it's something you were labeled as a child. Maybe it comes from your childhood. But in the power of Christ, we are activated by the Holy Spirit with the same power that resurrected Jesus. And in that present risenness, our beloved identity gets activated and we can take those thoughts captive and move them to the foot of the cross. So that singular focus to be intentional and devoted to taking our thoughts captive leads to a harvest of dedication and devotion to feeding the right things as we start to filter what we see, what we hear, the music we listen to, what we put in our bodies. Um, It really starts to resolve a lot of things that can be temptations for people like alcohol. How much should I drink? Is drinking a sin? If you will allow the process of sanctification um, through the recognition that you are who God says you are, if that becomes your filter and you become intentionally devoted to spending time in the hidden place at the feet of Jesus and just rest and hear the words that He has for you. That is going to produce a harvest in you that grows your appetite for kingdom things. And as the appetite for kingdom things grows, you're going to have a smaller desire to feed things that don't last. 
um, especially our feelings. We're often so much putting fear and feelings above our faith, and we make bad decisions, impulsive decisions. We start sharing that devotion and dedication with other things that do not line up with the nature of God. And when we share that, we divide our focus. And so that would be the second way we can have a healthy eye. The third is everything becomes worship. This is kind of the outcome. I'm exciting you and encouraging you that the outcome, can you imagine I live this day to day. I wake up, I go to bed throughout my entire day. Everything that I do, everything that I touch, everything that channels through my day, through my thoughts, through my mind, what I see and what I hear really is worship to me. I turn it all over to the Lord. I delight in Him. My cup runs over for what He's done in my life. And it is because the fullness of who I am in Christ and the fullness of believing in who He says I am above what culture says I need to be as a mom, as a wife, how I am, what I lack, I surrender all of that to the foot of the cross. And what happens in turn is a remarkable ingrained joy that liberates me from the pressures of our culture. I take captive any thoughts about tomorrow and I speak out loud, Father, I'm living in today. I'm living in this moment, this one minute that you gave me. You have dominion over time. You have dominion over this moment. And I give authority over to the King of all kings and the Lord and what he says of me and who he says I am. And I believe for what he's designing and destining me to be. So the third thing that happens when we have a healthy eye is everything becomes worship. And I'm living proof that this takes place. I have an unbelievable um, authority and presence that I carry with me that can only be explained by the Lord. I cannot uh, put into words the remarkable joy that I carry, but I can tell you that the Word of God is true and He is real. And the transforming power of the process of sanctification um, can happen for you too. So I hope this encouraged you today. Check us out on YouTube. Please subscribe to Carry On um, and join us weekly for Carry On, your daily guide to kingdom living so that no matter what life throws at you, you'll be able to get up and keep going.